from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I like the vibes coming out of break right right there. I like the vibes. I like the, the, the aura we're dealing with here. And maybe that's a good sign because we're about to talk about the Panthers hiring a head coach. Or trying to. Interviewing for. Searching for their next head coach. And if anyone could use positive aura or energy, it's the Panthers hiring their next head coach. Panthers are zooming with everybody. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Pre-pandemic, I don't. Would they be skyping with everybody? I'm not sure. Maybe they'd be flying them in. But that Zoom took over, and now they're zooming with everybody. But not every candidate is of the same importance. They had an important one yesterday, and they had a very important one scheduled for today. By the way, if you anybody ever interviewed for a job or about halfway through, you recognize like you're not the important interview. You can tell they're not even thinking about thinking about what they're asking. Oh, yeah, what would you bring to the job? And they're on their phone. They're not paying attention. I think that's how some of the interviews going on in the NFL right now are going on. Right? It's, oh, yeah, okay, what's your offense like? Oh, okay, yeah, and what's your offense like? It's like you just asked that. I just answered that question. Um, yesterday they interviewed Bobby Slowick, Texans offensive coordinator. Today, Ben Johnson on the schedule, def- or, uh, offensive coordinator from Detroit. almost said defensive coordinator. Let's start with Slowick, then we'll get to Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson apparently has been the apple of the eye of the Panthers this entire run. So let's start with Slowick first. Chronological, yesterday he he interviewed. How many times? How many times did I have to hear if the Panthers schemed up Bryce Young Mm -hmm. like the Texans are scheming up C.J. Stroud, Bryce would look that good too? How many? I'll tell you, infinite. Infinite amount of times. A lot. A lot. Every time I I, I referenced C.J. Stroud, every time I referenced Bryce Young and just said, hey, other rookies are playing well, somebody was in my ear, somebody was in my Twitter feed, somebody in the ether, right? Like, like uh, I don't know, all dogs go to heaven, right? One dog barks, and then all of a sudden all the dogs in the city bark from that, that animated movie. It's like I, It doesn't matter if anyone was around. If I just said, wow, C.J. Stroud's having a heck of a season, some Panthers fan from across town would be like, yeah, well, they're scheming Stroud open better than Young. And then it just, ruff, 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 ruff. it just caught on. Well, how about this? Find out. Find, test the hypothesis, right? Scientific theory. You have a hypothesis. You do the experiment to find out if it's true. Slowick was the offensive coordinator that schemed up C.J. Stroud. If it truly was, hey, if you scheme open better, if you, if you played to Bryce, go ahead and bring him in. Slowick is a part of the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. That's a good one. He was a member of that 2013 Washington coaching staff that had uh, Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, it had McVay, it had Raheem Morris, it had uh, LaFleur from, from Green Bay. It had everybody, all of them. He arrived in Houston as offensive coordinator with D'Amico Ryans last year, and you could argue the biggest difference for the Texans year over year was their offense. D'Amico Ryans is getting all the love, and and he should, right? He led the charge, but Slowick is right there with him. In his first season as a play caller, he had C.J. Stroud lined up to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. And I'll say this. I love an offensive coordinator for a defensive-minded head coach because he ran the offense, right? The offense was like his little mini team. That's an important interview. 
Today, the Panthers interviewed Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator from Detroit. That is also a very important interview. That is, you have to sell him interview. Ben Johnson, there's a flaw in the way the NFL runs these interviews because Ben Johnson is getting ready to call the offensive plays for the most important Detroit Lions game since uh, probably before I was born, right? You're going back to like 91, right? Uh, So actually a little after I was born, I can do math. Um, And he's doing four interviews this week. He's he, Thursday and Friday. He's talking with a whole bunch of teams because they want him that bad, and and he's he's looking right. I think that's kind of messed up to Detroit, but uh, but it is what it is. It's the way life is. But I'll tell you right now, he's doing these interviews. Hopefully, a thinking about the Detroit Lions game this weekend. B, you hope he's he's lining up his priorities. And I'll tell you this right now: I don't think he's he's expecting that he's going to end up in Carolina. And I don't think he's expecting, if he has options, that he's going to choose Carolina. And I think he's going to have options. There's rumors that Washington really likes him. There's rumors that the Chargers really like him. And the Chargers have Justin Herbert, and Washington has a first-round pick. So so there's other reasons. The number two overall pick. <laughs> Drake May, you might say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Carolina has to sell him. This is a reverse recruiting trip. This is recruiting... Uh, like, like this is a reverse interview. It's a recruiting trip might be the way to describe it. Yeah. That's what I used earlier this week. You got to recruit this new head coach. You have to make him want the Panthers. And he's coming in with a bad expectation. He's coming in with everybody says, I shouldn't take this job. You have to flip him. The best analogy I can come up with is like, if you're going to go, maybe you're a chef. You ever watch the, you do watch the bear? Oh yeah, absolutely. Great, great show. Now I'm all into like chefing, right? Chefing. Yeah, yes, chef. Heard. Corner. Behind. Anyway, uh, it's like Gordon Ramsay, right? Gordon Ramsay's reputation is he like the worst guy to work for, right? He's going to take two pieces of bread, he's going to put them on either side of your face, and he's going to call you an idiot sandwich. Like it's 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 just it's that's his thing, right? So if he's interviewing a highly sought after chef to run one of his restaurants, they're probably going in thinking this guy's going to be a jerk. I don't want to work here. He's going to have to change their opinion of him if this chef has other options. Right now, if the chef has no other options and just wants to run a a really nice restaurant, then he can be a jerk and they'll probably take the job anyway. Right now, Ben Johnson's going to have options. The Panthers are have the, the reputation that David Tepper is going to look at you and throw a drink at you, right? They have the reputation that you're going to want one quarterback, Tepper's going to make you take another. They have the reputation that Tepper's going to take two pieces of bread, put it on the side of your face, and call you an idiot sandwich. So in these interviews, you have to convince Ben Johnson it's different and he should want Carolina. Or you have to just put a number in front of him that he can't say no to. Like, hey, how does $15 million a year sound? But even that's not the right motivation for someone to take a job. I want somebody to want Carolina because you're going to have to want Carolina to change whatever the heck they got going on. You're not, you're not going to do it by, like, punching the, the clock to get a check. Like, I you know. Nine to five, they're paying me a lot of money. I got to go in there. I'm going to solve all Carolina's problems as long as it happens on the clock when I'm getting paid. That's not the person you want. You need somebody that's all in to fix what they have going on because they're passionate about it. You think when the Zoom started, when Ben Johnson connected, there was just a stack of cash where Tepper was supposed to be, and then, then Tepper sits down and is like, hey, how many of these you need? Well, do you remember uh, right at the beginning of, of COVID when everybody started Zooming? And mm-hmm. we're talking business. Like everybody put a lot of work into their background. Yeah. Some like, you know, they they got their 
bookshelf and put all their like pieces of flair and knickknacks behind mm-hmm. them to show their personality. Some some went with the uh, the digital background where it's like the Eiffel Tower back there. Yes, uh, like everybody had their own background. I think I think you do it subconsciously. You you hit them with the subliminal, right? The interviews just like on the the shelf behind uh, whoever he's interviewing with Tepper, whoever you have like gold bars just yeah. on the shelf. Just Scrooge McDuck just, swimming in gold coins. Just and then don't acknowledge it, right? You just have like stacks of money. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, you know, like uh, Rolex watches. You just have any anything that is screams luxury. Ted DiBiase's million dollar man belt. Yeah, it's just it's just up All there like diamond chains, whatever. Whatever you think screams luxury, you just have that back there, and then you go. So, uh, what are you looking for in a team? Right? Uh, tell me about your offense. What What are your plans for Bryce Young? Uh, my point is, if you want Ben Johnson, you're going to have to do some work. If you want Bobby Slowick, I think you better offer him soon. Mm-hmm. But those two guys, of the interviews that have taken place, I believe are head and shoulders above the rest as far as desirability. I don't need uh, a, a defensive coordinator retread head coach. I don't need an offensive coordinator that doesn't call plays. Uh, I, you know, If they want to interview Vrabel, that's my number one choice. If they don't go that way, these two guys are, are what they're looking for. So the last 24 hours have been very important for the Panthers. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12 to one student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. The NFL is once again proving what the Panthers did wrong with Bryce Young, and it hurts worse. It's more frustrating. It stinks because another team is doing it right. And guess what? They're doing it right with the Panthers pick, which just makes it so much worse. Uh, The Bears are interviewing Cliff Kingsbury to be their offensive coordinator. On the surface, Tim, why are you making such a big deal of it? Fair question. I do have an answer, though. It's not just a former head coach getting an offensive coordinator interview. That wouldn't be a story. It's when you recognize Kingbert, Kingsbury, Kingbury, Kingbert, Kingbert. Uh, no, it's when you recognize Kingsbury was on staff this past year at USC, Southern Cal. That's where Caleb Williams was playing this year. Who is an option and maybe even a favorite to be the number one overall pick that the Bears will make? Hmm. Now they're not guaranteed to make that pick because the some think they should roll with with Justin Fields and maybe trade the pick away and and on and on and on and on. But if they make that pick with Caleb Williams, that is why they are interviewing Cliff Kingsbury for their offensive coordinator position. That is how you build your entire offense in a way that makes your young 
high-profile, highly-drafted quarterback comfortable. And that just accentuates. It, it shines a bigger spotlight on the Panthers did not do enough to bring what Bryce Young is comfortable with to Carolina. If you go back 20, 30 years in the NFL, this wasn't as important because you gave quarterbacks enough time so you could bring them in. Heck, they might not even be playing right away while they learn an offense, while a coordinator and a head coach get to really dig their their claws into the the, the crafting of the, the young quarterback's brain. They get to impart their wisdom. They get to teach him the offense like the back of their hand, and then they get to go uh, try to execute it. Or if they're out there originally and they struggle, they get an offseason to learn, then they get to go play, then they get another offseason to learn. That doesn't happen anymore. So you need to hybrid the offense. It needs to be a hybrid of what you want your NFL offense to be and what you know your quarterback already does well and can execute. And then over time, you can shift on that spectrum in, in whatever direction you want. Right? If it's 50-50 the year one, 50% what you did well in college, 50% what we hope to do in the NFL. Year two, it can be 60-40, it can be 70-30. Year three, you can get further and further away from what he did in college. But you need to make him comfortable. That's not babying a quarterback. That's not coddling a quarterback. That's giving him a chance. And I hate to say it, but the Bears are exploring everything and doing it right. If they decide on Caleb Williams, if they decide on trading Justin Fields, building around Caleb Williams, they should bring in someone who, A, knows NFL offenses, like, I don't know, a former play caller and head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and not only knows NFL offenses, but knows the offense that Caleb ran at USC and can say, Hey, this is like when we used to run blah, blah, blah. This is like when we used to use this against, I don't know, whoever they played this year, against Colorado. This is like when we used to run this against Oregon, that against Washington. It helps. It helps. It helps. It helps. The Panthers did none of that. The Panthers didn't – you remember, I think it was week seven or eight, the the Panthers were struggling, and then there was a, a leak from inside the organization that, oh, they're starting to watch old Alabama film to remind themselves what Bryce Young did well and start implementing that into the offense. And I'm going, what? Not saying that's a bad idea. I'm saying it's horrendous. You're just getting there now. Like, oh, now you just thought of that? And, and the, the Bears are planning that months before the draft – the Panthers got there months after the regular season started. It's just by comparison, it looks worse and it looks worse and it looks worse. This even helps with with if if they go with Caleb Williams and they bring in Cliff Kingsbury, this even helps with Caleb Williams' leadership. You set up your quarterback to be a good leader. Bryce had to do it all on his own. But here's what I mean by that, right? Cliff Kingsbury comes in starts implementing an offense that Caleb Williams already knows from last year. Mm -hmm. Starts implementing maybe not even a full offense, just elements of an offense that that Caleb Williams already knows from next uh, from last year at USC. So guess what? When DJ Moore has a question, he could go to the offensive coordinator, right? DJ Moore being one of their wide receivers, everybody knows him from his time in Carolina. 
now on the Bears, uh, he could go to the offensive coordinator and say, hey, how do you want me to run this route? Or he could go to Caleb Williams because he's familiar with the offense. That's a natural leadership position. That's and, and, and every coach does these kind of things. That one just is a perfect setup. right? There's a lot of coaches that do, all right, I'm going to teach a play to the quarterbacks. Then the quarterbacks are going to diagram it for the receivers. The quarterbacks are going to diagram it at the front of the 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 room for the offensive linemen just to set up that kind of leadership structure. The Bears would be doing it right. The Panthers, they did not, which is why they get to run it back and try all over again this year with a new coach, a new GM, and a bunch of new players. It's amazing how the first pick in this year's draft is already going to know his offense most likely if, if Kingsbury gets hired. Well, Bryce Young going into his second year doesn't even know who his head coach or offensive coordinator or any of that's going to be, so he doesn't even know what to work on. Or, or I mean, I'm not saying Caleb Williams is going to come in having known every like he'll know more of it than than he would otherwise. He'll know the base of it. He'll he'll know some terminology. Mm-hmm. He'll know some formations. He'll he'll know some, and some is so much better than none. Mm-hmm. And 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 Bryce Young, like you said. They didn't even keep the continuity from this past year. So he'll be going into his – I mean, I one of the few things that blows my mind every single time it happens, and it happens a bunch, is when you look at a high pick that's considered a bust, and they, they're like, you know, I don't know, in their sixth year in the NFL, and they get a spot start, right? Usually by that point they're a backup somewhere, and, and they get – they're in year six, right? Think of it like – um. You know, like a Darnold feels right now, or um, I'm trying to think of something. Maybe like a Baker, like a Baker Mayfield, right? They get in and start, and then the graphic pops up on on television during the game, and it just says, like, how many offensive coordinators they've had in six years. Yeah. And it's six years, six different play callers, and two interims. And I'm going, how in the – that's malpractice that a team even lets that happen because how do you ever get to know an offense when you're constantly changing? The Bears are trying to set up Caleb Williams to have like kind of 0.5 new new offensive coordinators <laughs> his first year. That's unbelievable. And I think it's partially because they looked at the Panthers and went, mm, <laughs> let's learn from what they did. Let's not do that. Bill, I mean, Bill O'Brien just took the offensive coordinator job with Ohio State. He was the this past year the offensive coordinator with New England. The years previous, he was Bryce Young's offensive coordinator at Alabama. Mm-hmm. I'm calling him up like, hey, on your way to Columbus, on your on your way to Ohio State, could you swing by Charlotte and whoever our next coach is, tell him all the things you know about getting the most out of Bryce Young? Because we actually want to build an offense that works for him this time, not an offense that doesn't work like we built last year. We know he's good. We know he's Heisman Trophy quality. We know he can do some things on a field. We didn't see much of it this year, just occasional flashes. We'd like to see more of it. Can you tell us what we – now that you're not competing against us in the NFL, can you tell us how to get the be- the best out of a player that that you know made you look good for two years? We'll pay for the flight. Hey, we'll just connect here in Charlotte. Yeah, they, um, we'll we'll meet you at those rocking chairs in the Charlotte airport, yeah. and and then we'll uh, we'll we'll send you on your way to to Columbus. We'll buy you lunch. It's all we'll good. Buy a, we'll, we'll take you by the Cinnabon. There you go. Everything's gonna be all all good to go. You know I, what you uh I've been in that airport a few times like overnight. That stuff closes down tight. Yeah, I don't do. like that. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. 
Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.